Yeah. All right, Daryl, go ahead. Remember uh, our friend Amber and the little boy that had trouble a lot? Um, Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. Well, he stayed in touch with me. Uh, me and him got a weird bond, but he stayed in touch with me since they moved away. Uh, his grades went way up when they went and moved to the country. And uh, he's graduated now. And he, he uh, called to tell me that uh, he had graduated. And he was also saying thank you for being there for him and stuff like that. And the, the, the stuff the Lord did for him through us. Good, good. So I just want to praise the Lord for that. Amen. 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 Yeah. That's, that's really good news. Elizabeth. So mine kind of goes along with hers, Ms. Ava's, is um, I'm thankful that God always reminds me that he is good, even though your circumstances and things in life may not be, that he is always faithful. Amen. He's always good. All the time. Well, cool. I want to say something. Listen up, everybody. And listen good. Yes, ma'am. We're all children of God Almighty, and He loves us. If you feel depressed, anybody feel depressed, call a friend, man. Talk to yeah. them. Yeah. That's what we are here for. We have to help each other. That's I pick up the phone sometimes, I call my friends, and they're like, oh, I'm here. It's so nice talking to you. You make my day. Just thinking about the person I call them. You know, when you feel depressed, and, and call somebody, because you know what? Satan hates our guts, man. Yeah. He don't love us, he hates us. Yeah. And you do anything, especially when you're alone. I tell you, back to when I wake up in the morning time, I say, good morning, my father. Did they ever go, oh, no, she's up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said, oh, no, she's up, because I open my mouth and say, good morning, my father, I love you. Good morning, Jesus, I love you. Good morning, Holy Spirit, I love you. This is your precious child, Mary speaking. And it's like a liquid love flush my soul. They never say, oh no, she's up again. <laughs> he hates us. Mary, when the devil goes to sleep, he looks under the bed to make sure you're not under there. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so important. Anybody feeling depressed, call a friend man. You realize you can, you can call the Lord yeah. because in Texas it's a local call. <laughs> you know, some, some people want to just talk to a person. You talk to God, yeah. But call a friend and he'll, he'll pray with you and all that. I've had to do it many times. Casting all your care on him, for he cares for you. Yeah. First Peter 5 7, my favorite scripture. Oh. <laughs> I have it all over my house. I'll tell you something that happened one day to me. A friend called me and she was hurting, she was having some problem. And I said to her, I just said to her, she was home, I said, open your Bible. So she opened the Bible, I said, turn to Psalm 103. I said, read the five verses. She read it. I said, read it again. She read it. I said, read it again. And she, she said, Mary, something is happening. I said, I said, Holy Spirit taking care of business. You know, get drastic, man. Shoot. It's easy for us to forget. Yeah. Something's changed that's out of our control. Yeah. And and then you start freaking out because you don't know how it's going to come down, but it's going to yeah. affect your whole life, and it's not something you want. It's hard. Almost, yeah. but I was in the first couple of days back at work. The finances kind of went down, didn't pay a bunch of bills, and 
it was coming down on me, and the Lord provided for the whole thing that one week. Yeah. I even got to He's not going to tell us in advance what he's going to tell us. He's sweating really good when I'm telling you. I have another praise. Wait in line. We're busy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> How come Mary's not teaching this class? <laughs> You, I'm sorry. You read your Bible and you'll find out. Yes, <laughs> One of my customers that I've been procrastinating getting a bid out, and you know, and I'm just not, uh, I'm just not quick and excited about it like I was 20 years ago. But uh, anyway, he called me to see if there were things were, and I was just honest with him. I said. You know, I, I just I have hadn't got quite got it ready yet. I should have it by around Tuesday. That's fine. Uh, so I bet he'll have, he'll think twice before he calls me again because I invited him to come to church today and he's coming. So, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Anybody else? Go ahead, Brenda. I want to praise the Lord that I'm over COVID and back at church. I really missed coming last Sunday. You know, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really sick. Oh, yeah. Me too. Happy yeah. I know. I'm glad to be back too. I didn't have COVID, but I was pretty sick too. Yeah. Yeah. Please. Um, I would like to praise the Lord that I live in a time when there are doctors that can figure out things for you and fix them for you, and um, so I'm glad that I know now why I've been feeling uncomfortable um, in different areas of my body and. Um, and there's a surgery for it, so that's awesome. It's not an illness, it's just a condition. But it's yep. like a lot of time to recover. So well, that was not what I wanted to find out, but but there's a doctor that can fix it. So yeah. Yeah. One good thing you got a husband that can cook good. Fixable. Yeah. Hi Francis. And he enjoys it now. Hey. Who's your friend? This is Alan Cherry. Hey, how you doing? Good. Good. He's sitting in the Harley section. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. I was going to a lady friend that I know, that I've known for some time. Uh, but but she, you changed she your mind? She has cancer oh, and has a costume bag. She didn't feel well today. I was going to bring her as a guest, but maybe next time. Maybe She's next time. Better. Okay. Uh, Any we'll other praises? We're, we're going to. I want to pray for her because of her. All right. Well, we'll do that at, we'll do that at the end of the class like we normally do. John chapter 4. We, uh, we got through the 15 verses last week. And this is, John chapter 4 is one of the coolest chapters in the Bible. It just is. Uh, Jesus took a, took a uh, what do you call it? Uh, he took the long way. Going from Judea to, Gal- to Galilee. Actually, it's a shorter way, but it's the last way anybody would want to go. It's through really rugged mountains, and it's right through the middle of Samaria. And the, the main thing that's wrong with Samaria is the Samaritans. There was one good Samaritan talked about in the Bible, but he seems to be the only one. But now we got a. The, why did the Lord go through Samaria? We learned this last week. Huh? That was just for her. To meet the woman at the well. To meet the woman at the well. 
And if there's anything that we have learned about the Lord and His character, He is looking for sinners to save. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19, verse number 10. So this example here is uh, one of the most amazing things about the chapter. But how to reach lost people and the methods by which it's properly done is laid out for us in John chapter 4. We'll get into that in the latter part of the, of the chapter. Uh, Jesus uh, is sitting at the well. He's sitting on the, the wall, around the well. And the woman at what time of day is it comes to draw water? Noon, middle of the day. Not when people go to the well to get water. And why do you suppose that she is coming at noon instead of in the morning like everybody else? Nobody will be there. And she is a social outcast. We learned this from their conversation. And so... Uh, why would, why would the Lord want to have anything to do with a social outcast? Because she, she needs a Savior. And that's the business he's in. He's been in that business a long time. You looking back, if you're saved and you know it, then you know when you got saved. There's nobody saved that doesn't know when they got saved. It's a rule. It's in the scriptures. If you know when you got saved and you think back to the circumstances around it, you're going to be aware that it wasn't something you thought of and you decided you're going to go find out what to do and you sought out the answers and you found it. And there used to be a bumper sticker that was really popular. It was popularized by the Pentecostals. And some of you are old enough to remember seeing these bumper stickers. You remember what, they, what it said? It says, I found it. You, you remember it? What they were talking about was their speaking in tongues and the their baptism of the Holy Spirit, which doesn't exist, by the way. But that's what that was all about. And those bumper stickers, for a while there, for a couple of years, they were all, all over the place. It was before Joel Osteen was popular. It was, you know, there were a bunch of other ones before him. But, uh, but the point is, they were bragging that they found it. Well, nobody found Jesus. Amen. Jesus found you. Amen. And that's exactly how it's always worked. It's never been different. He went to Samaria. He knew this woman was going to be there. And so he's sitting there on the well. The disciples have gone into Sychar, the city, nearest city to the well there, to buy food. And this woman shows up at the well. And the Lord says to her, uh, this is verse 7, There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink. 
What's unusual about that? Well, yeah. She's a Samaritan. He's a Jew. She's a Samaritan. And he's a man and she's a woman. Uh, yeah. The disciples were gone away. Then saith the woman unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which is my woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. That was pretty much normal life. Why did not the Jews have anything to do with the Samaritans? Because they're they half-breeds and they like race. dogs. The Jews, these are, these are Jews who had mixed with Gentiles, which was against Mosaic law. And another reason that they were looked upon as outcasts. And so she said, Jesus answered and said unto her, this is verse 10, and we're reviewing right now. If you knew, if thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? The well is deep. You don't have a rope in a bucket. You don't have any way to get it. Where are you going to get living water? She said, Are you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? What's the answer to the question? Yes. Yes. Duh. <laughs> but Jesus didn't get into that, did he? he? He Jesus answered and said, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman does not know what he's talking about. Yeah. It's evident by her answer. The woman saith unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither come hither to draw. Give me this water so I'll never have to make this trip in the heat of the day to have to draw water anymore. She's thinking yeah. literal. Yeah. Jesus is speaking spiritual. Jesus saith unto her, and this is, when, this is where we quit last week, but this is where it starts getting cool. The story begins to unfold. She says, give me this water. And Jesus said unto her, go call the, your husband and come here. Oops. The woman answered and said, I have no husband. Jesus saith unto her, Thou hast well said, I have no husband. <laughs> For thou hast had five husbands, and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. In that saidst thou truly. Was it, I have a question. Was it common for like Samaritan women to talk to Jewish men the way she was talking to Jesus? Because she seems like kind of like kind of She's very spicy with him. Like, well, you know, the way she's talking to him. I... She is a product of, of her past. And she is uh, very knowledgeable about the cultural differences between the Jews and the Samaritans, obviously. For the Jews have no dealing with the Samaritans. Now, the Samaritans would have dealings with the Jews... And the Jews, if they could make some money on the deal, would 
figure out a way to have, you know, to make it work. That's the, the norm in the world. The world hadn't changed all that much. This woman was living in sin. It's still called that, by the way. I know that today it's real popular to do that, but it's still sin. Never has changed. Still what it is. I wonder if all five of those husbands died. You reckon? It doesn't say anything about that. Why do you suppose it doesn't go into any details about that? Uh, sometimes, sometimes people assume that just because Jesus doesn't say something about it, that it must just be okay, or he would have mentioned it. Uh, I, I read some comments the other day by a fellow who was defending homosexuality because he said that Jesus never said anything about it one way or the other. So if it was a problem, surely Jesus would have brought it up. Is that good theology? No. No. No, no it's not. It's not. Isn't the there's a lot of things. Bible, there's a lot of things Jesus didn't say anything about, but you're right, Daryl. The whole Bible is the Word of God, and Jesus is God. And Jesus, just because it's not in red letters in the New Testament, doesn't mean Jesus didn't say anything about it. He said a lot about it. This woman here had five husbands, which may or may not have been a problem under Jewish culture and law. But the one she's living with that she's not married to is a problem. In that, says thou truly. And the woman says to him, Sir, <laughs> I perceive that thou art a prophet. <laughs> and and the, the part that comes next is so typical, so typical of somebody that doesn't want to talk about it. She changes the subject. <laughs> uh, you you must be a preacher so let's talk about worship our fathers worshipped in this mountain and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship did Jesus say that what she what she mean where's she getting this It's the same cultural known as Jews don't get along with Samaritans. Do the Jews say that Jerusalem is the place to worship? Where you should worship? Yeah, they do. Mosaic law says Jerusalem is the place where you should worship. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, Believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. Are we in Samaria? No. Are we in Jerusalem? What are we doing? We're worshiping the Father. He says, he says to her, you worship, you know not what. 
we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. Is that true? One of them at least. No. David, David was a Jew. Was David saved? King David, yeah. Well, yeah, no question about it. Moses? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Another Jew. The source of all salvation originated with the Jews. Not by the Jews, by one who was born into a Jewish family, Jesus himself. He said, for salvation is of the Jews. It originated with the Jews. Now, I don't know what your attitude toward the nation of Israel is or what your cultural attitude toward Jews are. But if it's not positive and good, you best change it. Salvation is of the Jews. Still is. Hadn't changed. It's where it goes back to. That is, that is, by the way, why that our nation, whom in God we trust, and, back, and it used to actually mean something. Our nation, which is founded on the Word of God, still that's still true. Although there are a lot of people who would like to abandon that and change that. But you can't change real history. That is why this nation has always been a friend to Israel. And when an American especially a Christian American goes to Israel, you're going to find friends. The Israelis love American Christians. They do. It's a different world. You, you think, oh, they're, they're, they're not like us. They're not. But there are an awful lot of Christian Jews in Israel. A bunch of them. A lot more than you would ever imagine. Not every Jew has missed out on their Messiah. Bunch of people in Israel know Jesus. Glenn? Can I say something? No? You have a question? Well, I was in Israel and made friends with one little Hebrew girl. And she showed me all around town and took me to her parents and had supper. And she said that the Arabs were... You know, they, they, they had the clash, you know, with the Arabs there. Well, yeah, the Arabs and the Jews, Arabs hate Jews. Just, I mean, unless one of them gets saved, and then they'll know better. They hate Jesus, too. <laughs> Jesus, this, uh, this is the thing you need to understand. Jesus can save anybody and wants to save everybody. It's how it works. I mean, it's just it just is. She said, he said, go call your husband. Does her having been married five times have anything to do with Jesus being willing to save her soul? No. 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 Jesus came to save sinners. Yeah. And does this woman qualify? Yeah. About like you. About like me. 
Jesus said, you worship, you know not what, we know what we worship, for salvation is the Jews. Verse 23, you're going to learn something here from verse 23. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Jesus taught this woman some essential narrative about worship. God is a spirit. When the Bible says God is a spirit, what does that say to you? What does that mean? Does it teach you anything? Eva, what's it mean? To mean, it might not mean anything. I'll let you know. Go ahead. (laughs) I just love you. (laughs) To me, I know that he, to me, I know that spirit means that I can't see him. Amen. Feel him. I I can feel him. I know that he's there and that that's something I want to be, but I don't. You're right, I, you're right I, on target. I, I, I just know that <laughs> that's where I want to be. I want to be the spirit because I want to be just like him. And I can feel it, but I just can't see it. And I have to have faith that it is what I'm for. God is the spirit. There's things about a spirit that, what, what did Jesus say when he walked into the room and showed him his hands and his side and he ate fish in a honeycomb and he said, this is a spirit? They thought they'd seen a spirit. And whenever in the boat and he's walking on the water, they thought they saw a spirit. Jesus said, does the spirit have flesh and bones as I have? God is a spirit. You cannot see a spirit. If you're going to worship in spirit and in truth, you're not going to worship through statues and idols and pictures and anything you can see. Worshiping in spirit and in truth. Have you, have you ever walked through the building and seen all the pictures of Jesus that we have here? Every last one of them. There's a reason we don't have pictures of Jesus. And that's because we're committed to worshiping the Lord. So, well, I, and how old is this concept? Oh. It's in the Ten Commandments. The Ten yeah. Commandments. The Second Commandment. Second Commandment. The second, number two commandment. <laughs> Thou shalt not make unto thee any image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above. Where's Jesus? He's a seated at the right hand of the Father in heaven. I don't know if that's a, they're sitting on two chairs. What it means is that he is at the right hand of the Father. He's the son of the right hand. He's in authority in, in heaven. That's just one of the things that this means. There's a lot more. But the woman, we're going to go to verse 25 because we're going to be out of time in a minute. The woman saith unto him, I know that Messiah cometh, which is called Christ. When he has come, he will tell us all things. And this, and verse 26 is something that's so rare 
This is the only place I know about it like this in the Bible. When the Pharisees, did he give them a straight answer? Never. Never did. Not once. But to this woman, Jesus, Jesus said unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. And notice the notice the word he. Yeah, he didn't say it to knock her down on the ground. No, <laughs> no, he didn't. Lowercase yeah. he, he, uh, But it's a helper word. It's italicized. Yeah. It's not. It's not in the original language. Yeah. I that speak unto thee am. I am. Do <laughs> you think she knew what that meant? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to mark it because I want to pick that up right there next week. But. And upon this, he identified himself straight out to her, told her, told her exactly who he was. And uh, upon this came his disciples and marveled that he talked with the woman. Now, there's a whole list of reasons for that. He's, number one, they're by themselves there, and, and that's not normal. That's not custom to the, to the culture. Uh, the fact that he's talking to this Samaritan woman and what he has just told her, and they're, they're amazed that this is happening. Uh, yet no man said, what seekest thou, or why talkest thou with her? Now, that, I, the disciples have finally learned a little bit. <laughs> You're not going to question Jesus about who he's talking to or what he says to say. But verse 28 is, is sermon material right here. The woman then left her water pot and went her way into the city and saith to the men, Come see a man which told me all things that ever I did. Is this not the Christ? Uh, women shouldn't be witnessing to men. Well, maybe, maybe this woman is the exception. She sure, she sure did it effectively. Then they went out of the city and came unto him. Yeah. In the meanwhile, his disciples prayed him. There's so much more to learn here. We're going to save this till next week because it's. It's just, it's just so cool how this goes. How this goes. The way that we should conduct outreach in ministry, the principles of that are all laid out right here in this in this fourth chapter of John. And uh, when we finish up with it, you will have learned why we do a lot of things that we do the way we do them. It's because of this. So.